0: welcome back to another episode of who's on the lord's side now in the last episode i briefly touched upon who brought the nephilim gene onto the ark and we were saying of the eight if um i would not say from the eight i would like to think from it's possible noah had more children what do i know but it was supposed to be from them that the rest of the world or the, the people of the world today, we are descendants of them. So I was wondering if the flood took out the original uh, Nephilim, that was the offspring of the fallen with, with the uh, mortal women, and also the, um, the race of humans that mixed with the children of Cain. Remember, we said that, that eventually the children of Cain lured the children of Seth off of the mountain. So they intermingled with them as far as marriage Having their own children and then adopting their ways, their pagan ways, okay, and their satanic ways of doing things like sleeping with the angels and all of this. And they got wiped out. So we know the humans left. We know uh, some of the the most of Nephilim died, some stayed. But what about that human side that came back? And then we brought up Nama. The reason I'm bringing up Nama again is because I got some more information for us briefly. Before I go on to talk about what it is that I really want to talk about again briefly. I'm not going to take too much more of your time. So, into looking into Nama, who we had said was the sister of Tubal-Cain, who was the daughter of Cain. Who we said in previous episode, we understand now that Cain's father was the devil, Satan himself. Not because of what we want to think, not because of what was hinted at in scripture, but also based on um, Jewish ancient Jewish antiquity, real history that was understood at the time, okay? And, and nobody misunderstanding any of this is what it was understood. It's just now now these things have become lost in forgotten books. So we found out that that's who his father was. And that technically Seth was the line that we was always going to need from God. So we understood from the beginning, from Genesis, we understood it's two bloodlines, okay? It's two bloodlines. And at the end of the day, at the end of mankind and humanity, The two bloodlines are going to have two somewhat demigod figures, the one true um, um, messiah of this world, of mankind, and then the devil who likes to imitate God and likes to just always want it to be God, is himself been prophesied in Genesis to produce a seed line. I'm going to talk about that. So my point is we understood that Nama was of, if this is the Nama, who did, who Genesis is very clear, Two became Nama. To became sister Nama, who is Cain's descendant, is who Noah married. But I found out some great news. This great news I want to uh, tell you all is that Noah had, from my understanding, two wives. Okay, now it says here that Noah, this is in the um ancient history, I guess you would call it like what they did in numbers when they would take um censuses. Now, this is what they understand, uh, with with dates like BC and everything, it is understood. That Noah married um, M- M- Zara, or in some places it says Mzara, M- and this would come up, this name would come up in the book of Jubilees, okay? And when he married her, this was supposed to be, um, this was supposed to be the daughter of B- Methuselah. Now remember, this will be the daughter of Methuselah. So the first wife was the daughter of Methuselah. This will be of Seth's line, because remember, they were, at some point they were intermarrying within their own selves in order to keep the bloodline pure, because they understood that Cain's descendants was uh, not uh, descended from um, Adam, was descended from the devil, and that their, their image was of the devil, which means that they did uh, murders and all kinds of malicious wickedness all day long. So they stuck amongst themselves. So that was first woman was from Methuselah. Now, his second wife, that's the wife that came in later. Her name was Nama. Nama was not the mother. I want to say this to be very clear. It turns out Nama was not the mother of um, Lamech, Lamech Cha, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. This is what I understood in uh, my, in, in, in my uh, studies now. And it said that he later married, it says Noah also married Nama. Okay, and this is what this will be the daughter of Lamech, Lamech on the side of Cain's side. Okay, and it said that he married her before the flood. It says right before the flood. That's when he married her. Gee, I wonder if she knew that something was coming and she was trying to save herself. So she might have just seduced them because we found out in the previous episode. Like I said, according to Jewish Antiquity, she was a very lovely woman, um, already a daughter of Cain. Supposedly, there was a time to be walk around just nude, honey. And uh, the, the the watchers already wanted her, but she uh, didn't necessarily shy away from it. She welcomed it very much, even enticed them and seduced them. Okay, and she's supposed that uh, I guess the, the first nephilim, a giant, or you know how they say though the, they were men of renown was Asmodeus. So she was also the mother of Asmodeus, and this is before the flood. And then you know the people at that time was living nine hundred years, honey. It wasn't until. God was sent the flood. That he said from now on, moving forward, anything more moving forward, that that life's getting cut short about 120 years. So this could have been her early 300 years old. Maybe when she got with Noah, she was 600. I couldn't tell you. But by the time she got in the boat, that was she's not the mother of those three. So it's safe to say that we don't have to worry that those three got contaminated. How, how could? How could they have? When you got Shem, who's gonna be the father? Of uh you know that bloodline. So we so basically that's what I want to declare first and foremost. Nama was not the mother of the three, not Shem, not him, or or Japheth. There was another woman named Emzara or Emzara. Okay, she's mentioned in other places in history. Now we are going to be going back into the same thing. Nimrod, uh this Nephilim, return of the Nephilim. This is what we're talking about right now. Everything what we're talking about is all building up to what we're experiencing today. The return returning the Nephilim all this nonsense here. Child has been a lot of tampering with history. It's been a lot of tampering with history. And a lot of identities uh, is, has been stolen and taken away and given away to other people with the intent to hide truth. Okay. And when we're talking about Nimrod and the spirit of Nimrod returning, we have to understand that that was a spirit sent from Satan himself. Okay. To uh, give even one mortal person some kind of power. And they always have some kind of a vengeance against God to be able to conquer the world. We talked about in Jewish antiquity, in the, my previous episode, I said it was very clear that Nimrod might have been the first man on the earth to um, hold the world in, in in power. Like he was the leader and the king of the entire world had ruling, had them under his thumb. He was the first. But he wasn't the last. They said the last and the ninth will be the Messiah. The eighth, I know already, is going to be the Antichrist. And then you would have two, 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 two through seven. It could be anybody. Because like I said, I, I believe at one point it was Nebuchadnezzar. Again, Babylonian influence. But then at one point you had um, Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great was so terrible in wanting to conquer the world that when he finally conquered the world, they said that by the time he was done with it, he cried. He cried and cried and cried to wept because there was nothing left to take over. Not even yay, hooray, I did it, but damn, I, wanna, I want to sack more countries. I want to sack more kings. You have got to be, you got to have some kind of a power or spirit in you, okay? And we have to understand that when it comes to these last days, and we're getting closer, the Antichrist. They must produce an Antichrist. They must. They must produce an Antichrist. Now, you know when people are obviously thinking about this, they're like, "What? What, what does the government care about taking our souls and snatching it in and all that. Well, gee, when we're sitting here, I, I think about this all the time. Every time I think about Cain, I revisit Cain. I'm like, "Where the hell are you?" That's one bloodline that they hid so well. Cain's children is still alive, well amongst us. Cain's children or descendants would have to be alive amongst us because it is prophesied and God does not lie that his line have to produce an antichrist or somehow they have to come together to produce an antichrist for that Christ that antichrist to get crushed by the real Christ and sack the kingdom so the Bible don't lie I mean if, if all his descendants was dead and they was to find a ways to keep reproducing and recreating and hiding themselves in their identity who they are why would we have that prophecy at the end that his seed and her seed because the first child the devil had a human form down here to create that human uh, um, hybrid bloodline was with Cain. And it got to come through Cain. The same way when he was talking to Eve and he said, your seed is going to... That seed he was talking about is the Messiah. But that seed wasn't coming out of her or coming out through her um loins yet. Because Abel was going to get killed. She was going to have to produce a Seth. And then from Seth, we got to get all the way down to the Messiah. And, you know, and now that. Now, you all remember a few years ago the Holy Grail, they was coming out with all this nonsense about the Messiah could potentially have a child, had a child, oh, Ooh, such blasphemous stuff, you know, all they were alluding to at that time, the Knights Templar, if you if you do your research back into the, even the Roman Catholic Church, how the demonic and satanic they are, they have the blood, they had the blood, they have had the blood of Jesus, what they call the Holy Grail, they have had that blood for a long time. Okay, what they're trying to do with this blood, I couldn't tell you. It's the same way when they were talking about the Shroud of Turin. Now, you found the Shroud. It's traces of DNA on there. You have to know, guys, that we are in the time of cloning. You have to understand that we are in the time of cloning where they could clone it and make it grow from a little fetus or a little embryo into a fetus, into a infant, you know, newborn infant up. And we are also in the time of cloning where they're so advanced to cloning, it doesn't even take that long. What kills me about humans trusting the government so much is that once they cloned Dolly the sheep, you have to understand that was that was a mammal. They just wanted to see could they clone mammal. Science has always been Frankensteinish, you know. The history of science alone is dark. It's like I said before, how, how many people you had to cut open, and, and some of them had to keep alive while you cut them open to keep the heart fresh in order to put it inside somebody else. How many times, how many people, how many failed attempts did y'all have in science before y'all said, this is how we do it the right way? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Even in the in the history of blood transfusion alone, you had people die with with misunderstandings like, "Oh, we didn't understand that this blood is tainted with HIV and AIDS." This is how we lost Arthur Ashe. Okay, no, seriously, this is you know this is what happens with science. And then we want to talk about mental health. I think we all know the history of mental health is even darker. It's it just really dark? You're just drilling holes in people, you're just drugging them up all day. And they, you know, where where is the you know to so this day? It's, it's a little odd. It's a little strange. So when we're talking about cloning why would you have wanted to try to clone anything at all That should have let you know there's a problem then test tube baby was in the 80s before they was trying to get people to they've been, now i know for a fact don't you know they have um artificial artificial um uteruses with uh, artificial anionic fluid and they're gonna find ways to just create babies in my personal opinion how do you even know if it has a soul okay But they've been Frankensteining for a long time. And so in China now, you could Google this if you don't believe me, if you haven't heard, you can clone your dead dog. And not only will they clone it for you and it comes back looking like your dog. It's not about you want a dog that looks like your dog. Because if that was the case, you just go buy another dog. You go go buy another Chihuahua, same color. They will get the dog cloned back. And the dog exactly has the same consciousness, mannerisms, and everything. Some people in China be talking about they on their second... And South Korea too is on the second or the third generation of the dog. First generation would be the original. Second generation, no, you know, is is a clone. It has no soul. It's an abomination. Third generation would be after that clone pass. I guess this is pet cemetery stuff. You know, this is what they're doing. Why would anybody think they would stop at just cloning? Uh, Dolly. Science goes far and science goes dark. They want to see, even if it's unethical, there's always one person in the lab that's going to push the button. Even when they get caught pushing a button and they're like, we're going to red flag you because you should, you should, as they're looking at the red flag and what the hell they did, they realize that they get so addicted off this new thing they created, off of this thing they wasn't supposed to touch at all, and then they'll create a whole new project. That's all they do. They got scientists that don't ever come up on the ground. So when I'm talking about this... Holy grail that they have. What you holding on to this blood so much for? Because you know everything the devil does, he has to mimic him. They have to produce the antichrist. Now, somebody would say, well, why? Why would they be so, like, I, it, it, because you look. some people look at the government like they're just regular people. And why would they all in luck? Because they're not just regular people. Cain's descendants have made it to the government. And not only Cain's descendants, but um, Nimrods. I want to read you all something interesting that I, uh read this morning a little while ago in the bloodlines of the illuminati by fritz springmeyer very knowledgeable book very um very great resource book concerning the occult now i wanted to read to you about the rothschilds and uh who they're supposed to be let me see i believe it's page We have this book, I think it's page 353. I'm gonna check right now. 237. Let's go to 237. Yeah, here it is. 237. We're talking about the Rothschilds, right? Yeah. It serves yeah. Several, several of the Rothschilds ancestors have been rabbis and the early occultism of the family before they became Rothschild is believed to have been in the form of Jewish Kabbalism, Kabbalism and Satanism and Sabbatism and Frankism, okay? So pretty much the house of Rothschild practices Gnostic Satanism, always has and always will, okay? The Leon Top is not your regular people. They're, they are the most high priest, priestess, warlock, whatever demon, uh, occult, satanic practice and people you'll ever need to see. They are so behind the scenes that everybody they control is the ones that you probably look at and look, no, but it's really them. So it goes on to say that, um, again, they practice Gnostic Satanism with a strong emphasis on Babylonian magic. You have to understand, even now today in these times, we're talking about two bloodlines. It's just one. Let me tell you what one bloodline did. The elite bloodline did this. They, sw- they know who they are, but they switched up their name so damn good. Excuse my language, but they switched it up so good. Not because they don't want themselves to know. They don't want people to put two and two together. Their family history tree is way tighter than anybody else's history tree. And they know who most people are. Well, they made sure they scrambled us up, you know, the, the, a lot of other nations. They made sure they scrambled up a lot of stuff. Who are you? Especially when you ask an African-American person, who are you? And name your great, great, great. There's not a lot of people that can do that. It's not a lot of people that can go back 100 years. These people can go back centuries. I want to tell you since I mean like thousands and thousands and thousands of years, they can go back and they cover it up because if they can, if they leave that track record, you're going to see it is what it is that all these people are all connected. They're all the same family. And that's all what they do, that they intermarry, they adopt out, they they will adopt out their own children, anything to just switch the name and make sure that everything does look away. So it says the Rothschild, um, would not, they would not call themselves Satanists, but by our standards, considering their secret rituals and sacrifices, they are Satanists. It says, according, listen to this, according to their own secret family genealogy that some people have gotten to look at, some people have died, okay, getting this information, they said, which is recorded in a sacred, secret book, the Rothschilds are descended from Nimrod, the great Babylonian r- warrior ruler. Again, according to their own secret family genealogy, which is recorded in a sacred secret book, the Rothschilds are descended from Nimrod, the great Babylonian warrior and ruler. And you know what's funny about that is that that's not, that's, that's not even, that's not even shocking to me, because there's another of the 13, there's one who claimed that they're descendants of the tribe of Dan, and remember, it was prophesied that Dan was going to be the brethren that did something, and, um, I'm going to read to you something else about it, but well, let's go on about them. So, remember, they always changed up their names, the Rothschilds started out as, uh, the last name was, um, German, Yuri, F- um, Fiebesk, okay, then, uh, They said that those descendants, his descendants lived in a house with a red shield, okay? But this guy, Friesbesh, great, 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 great great, grandson's name was Moses Bauer. In the 18th century, they said that uh, it was him who took it to another level. Now, it says that they started using the symbol that they use now as the family identity. And sometimes in those days, they would just use symbols to identify a family or a Jewish house or those kind of things. So they started to come up with this symbol. Um, this they, they went to again, they went from Frankfurt to Bauer. It says right here to remain unnoticed. It says the Bauer line continues today, but this is the thing with them, even if it's Bauer, this is Bauer B A U E R. Bauer to this day could still be connected to Rothschild, it, it wouldn't even look like it. And then they'll sit there and have Bowers, B O W E R S. They do this all the time, as far as you're concerned. If you're looking, you're looking, you're not gonna put two and two together because that's not. You're not taught to look that way. You're not even taught to go and look up that far. Now, let's talk about the hexagram. So it says, um, because he was a well coin trader, he hung the family single symbol, which was a red hexagram. Now, remember, the hexagram was also known as the Star of David. But y'all, chop, we know for a fact, we, there is no, uh, David had no star. Let's just bottom line for period. That is some. That is some satanic thing. Never. That, that never. That never happened. Okay. But they called the Star of David. This this, this is the other thing. We don't. We as real believers, we've never read about anything about this. But it says here, in front of the house, hung a sign with the family symbol, which was a red hexagram. The hexagram, also known as the Seal of Solomon, the Magen David, or the Star of David, is very occultic. This is why when we're looking at the modern-day Jews today and their star of David and the the, the Shankanazi and the Kaza, we we know what that's all about. That's they are the ones, like I said, they don't have the real identity. The identity has been given to them, and now they're just carrying on with it and moving forward for whatever reason, controlling the banks, controlling the world, and acting as if they don't know what they're doing. It says right here in his in his excellent book, The Six Pointed Star. O.J. Graham explains that the hexagram was used in ancient mystery religions. It was the symbol of Molech, Astaroth, and others. In fact, the hexagram was used to represent Saturn, which in previous writing has been um, identified as the esoteric word for Satan. Saturn and Satan is interchangeable. Okay, and um, it just says it's a Luciferian... um, All this is Luciferian. The seal of Solomon symbol appears to have been used by King Solomon when he was apostatized and was thereafter called the seal of Solomon. They said later on Jewish Kabbalism picked it up as a magic symbol through the promotion of the Kabbalists and the Zionists. It has become the symbol of Jewish identity. So you have to understand Kabbalah is straight up dark. It's a symbol. It's another dark pagan thing, okay? So I so said the fact that the Bowers at the time decided to use it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up this, what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to bring home. But the Bowers' use of the hexagram, remember Bowers was their name at one point. Before that, it was uh, Feibesch, F-E-I-B-E-S-C-H, German. It says the Bauer's use the hexagram as their family sign points to their involvement in Jewish Kabbalism. In fact, the six-pointed star was so significant to them that Meyer Amschel Bauer decided to adopt it as his new name, Meyer Amschel Rothschild. They said Rothschild equals red shield in German. This says, this was done to identify his family with occultism and the focus on Saturn, Ashtoreth worship, such as the Astor family. The Astor family is another one of the 13 families that ruled the world. They're considered the 1%. And that family picked their name because um they're a German Jewish um Kabbalistic family that's named after Astor or Astarte. And this is what you need to understand. This is what people don't understand. If you... Who taught us to look up there that far at the one percent to even try to crack a code? Or who we, we that's the last thing we talked about or knowing about what's taught to do. We're too busy still in the church trying to figure out, you know, what does it mean when they say Jesus wept, let alone try to figure out this piece and this piece to goes and this goes here. That this goes this, this is what we're doing now, and it's what we're finding out. So when people say this about why would they do that if they got all the money, where who wouldn't worship the devil? Two things the devil made sure we ain't worrying about more concerned with trying to figure out if God is real or not. If you don't think God is real, you don't went this way. If you think God is real or there is a God, now you don't either went to the one true God or you don't went following after a bunch of million different gods. Or heck, you might even think there's aliens on board. But when they say the devil's after me, the devil this, Satan's in, shatting traps out here. People laugh at that stuff. It's demons in you. I rebuke you in the net. People laugh at that kind of stuff. Now go ahead and turn around. <laughs> Now, go ahead and turn around and talk about the devil got children walking on this earth, hybrid, and they done made themselves on tap, and they're trying to enslave us. God's children. Child, this is the ultimate tale of two cities. This is the ultimate tale of two cities. You got Israel and Babylon. Babylon ain't never left. Babylon is the whole spirit that's still around here. And I believe the heart of Babylon, the seat, the mouth and the heart of the dragon of the beast, is the United States of America. But Babylon is, is is very much here. The same way we got Egypt on a dollar bill, that did not leave. That's here. Babylonian, it's a spirit. Babylon is a spirit. Babylon is not just a location on them. Babylon is not just, no. That is an energy and a spirit, and it's still here to this day. These people are wicked people. That's why I say all the time when people are dead with dark magic and stuff like that, or witchcraft, there is levels to that. That tarot and that Ouija board that them people be dabbling with, which all of that stuff is going to open you up. I don't care what nobody say, it's going to open you up. All of that is small trinket stuff in light to the big uh, top dog stuff they're doing on top of there. They got old, ancient, mystic. They got stuff handed down from Cain's children who got it from the devil himself, who got it from the fallen themselves. They gave them that type of knowledge. That that type of root cutting, all of that stuff that could help you control the whole world. Child with that dark magic, they was able to sway Seth children off the mountain and come down. It's it's dark. It's seductive. And that's what they're doing. Now they're up here trying to they don't think about us. Worry about your God if you want to, if you even believe in your God. This is not me talking about it. this, is them talking. Self destruct all day. They all they doing is depopulating with the food and look at the jabs now. That the jab is a whole nother thing. And so when we're talking about this and we're talking about why they go, why, 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 because you know, about, because they're not who you think they are. They, they go out their way to keep marrying and marrying and intermarrying and intermarrying and marrying. even other... All right, let's, I'm, I'll give you a perfect example. I'm talking too much and I really got to get to these points. Let me see. Because I'm going to be revisiting all of this again. I just wanted to come on here. One, to clean up, to clear up the Nama situation so we understand that them three was not her children. She didn't give no any children at all. And then to come on here and talk about this. Cause we need to start making these connections to so these people on top and stop acting like we keep talking about this one side. We need to we know good and well there's another side here playing. Can I get to where I need to go? Where is it? Yeah, Babylon. Okay, so now, I'm believing now I went to page 237. Let's uh I'm going to 375. I think that's what it is. If you have the book now, I'm going to 375. This is. um. All right. Let me tell you about the tribe of Dan real quick. I just actually ran into it real quick because I want because I want to help you understand. This is what they call the 13th Holy Merovingian bloodline and whatever their names is now is not even their real names. But <clears throat> it says from researching the power structure in the U.S. and the world, it was clear that the British royalty has extensive power. And was involved with witchcraft and the occult and was with and was involved with other Illuminati bloodlines and was using their power and influence to promote agendas. Okay, they said that um the author I previously learned were Illuminati agendas. Now let me move down down here. It says right here. It says large because large blocks of history and other knowledge has been suppressed and hidden by secret societies. This answer still this author still has some unanswered questions about some of the hidden connections between various bloodlines and their roles in history. However, it is clear that in recent history, I'm going to skip down here. It says the congealing, the congealing has been the goal of the Merovingian dynasty for many centuries. Okay. Uh, they have worked and interbred with other powerful bloodlines such as Nimrods, the leadership of mystery religions. They have entered, it says right here that this, the 13th Holy Merovingian has also mixed with the tribe of Benjamin, the tribe of Dan, the Scythians. They said the Roman aristocracy and Roman Caesars and the black Venetian nobility or the Gouleth, Gouleth it says, they are the house of David. The prominent bloodlines, which are connected to witchcraft and mystery religions. Now, this is what I'm trying to tell you about the way they like to keep that blood pure, which is why the blood, if they have the blood, the Holy Grail, which they do. You see that damn uh, excuse me, uh, Catholic church has so much ancient relic. Don't you know the Ark of the Covenant is a real thing? And the Ethiopian Church had a Ark of the Covenant. Um, they had literally. You see how the Bible says in Genesis, it uh, says that um, I think only. I think only of the sons of Aaron or something like that, only of the house of Levi, of their descendants, like true bloodline descendants of Levi, could watch it. And so they had it in a church and Whoever watches it, literally, the, 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 it's in a place that's separate from the church. Nobody sees it. it. And whoever watches it does not have a life. They stay there day and night. This is a very big deal to watch the Ark of the Covenant because, pe- first of all, not everybody's supposed to be allowed to touch it. It was said in Old Testament times that if you touched it and you wasn't meant to touch it, you would die or something like that. It's not everybody allowed was to move it, that kind of thing. So anyway, he's the only one allowed to watch it. He watches for his entire lifetime. And right before he dies or get ready to die or in the last 10, 20 years— he finds they find another people from the same tribe of the same descendant who's a, a young child or, or a young adult child who is uh, found to be worthy to come and he teaches him in his last decade or two of life and then when he dies that person takes over. Well, don't you know the government broke in? You could go, you could go with this all you want. The government done broke in and they got the, the they was crying the Ethiopian government and the church was livid. I mean beside themselves and grieved because like any time the ark was taken they done took it. They done took it, okay? That damn Vatican is too big. It got too much stuff in it, too much of the original books. I was reading here in the other book that I told you I love so much, um, The Ancient History of the Jews by Rabbi Lewis Ginsburg, Volume 1. And it literally said that when Enoch was translating Taken Up, he was given over 360 books. And those books was given to Noah. It was even given to Noah the book on how to make the ark. But it said the spirit came in to Noah. And that's how it, it was able to do it. The spirit came to Noah and made and just moved him like a robot to do it. But at the same time, he was given a book to take on the ark. And it was 360-some-odd books. We on God, but what? 66 over here, this part, where are the rest. You know, and this is what happened when they sacked the temple. Every time they sack, you guys know they take gold cups out, they take this out, they take these books, they take everything, they learn everything, then they take it away from you, they push you all over there. Ain't no time where all this stuff is. So my point is back to this um tribe of Dan. Let's talk about Tribe of Dan in Genesis. I'm gonna pull out my book. Let's let's read out what it was prophesied to say. Come on, good book. Let's go to Genesis 49. Genesis 49, verse 16 through 17. Genesis 49, verse 16 through 17. It says, Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Then it says, Dan shall be a serpent by the way, an adder in the path that biteth the horse heels so that the rider shall fall backward and this was a prophecy of dan in genesis chapter 49 verses 16 through 17. so ain't no wonder that the tribe of the they don't mix now whether they mixed on purpose but i am read this again to you the 13th holy merovingian family they have worked and interbred with other powerful bloodlines such as nimrod see we don't even know what his children is. you gotta understand if you if you <laughs> If you started looking at the world, of well, the world, there was you, how they was looking at it back in the day. Not saying black, white, America, Africa, or this, way, but what it was supposed to be. You was either a a, Cain, a Cainite, because you're descended from Cain. You understand what I'm trying to say? Uh, um, Yeah, Semitic, because you came from the lot of Shem, but which, you know, which, which son? Are you a Benjamin? Is you a Levite? Is you, you know, if we were still going by these things today, it would not be very hard to see who people are. You'd be like, use Esau's, this, what they did is they started changing it. And in the book I read from Babylon to Timbuktu by um, Professor Rudolf R. Oh, Windsor, another great knowledgeable source book, it was very clear that it wasn't until, oh, maybe two, three, two, three hundred years ago that a scientist decided to say, we're going to start calling this white and this black and this, this. And when we started doing white, black, Indian and all of that, we lost all the true identities. And they did that intentionally because he was um, he was of the occult. Be right back, y'all. OK, we're back from from um break. So I just wanted to um, say it again before I go on. This is coming from the bloodlines of the Illuminati by Fritz uh, Springmeier on page 370. Continue from what I read to you before. It went on to say um, the 13th bloodline, which is what I'm reading is about the 13th Holy Merovingian family. The 13th Illuminati bloodline is where the Antichrist will come from. This bloodlines believes... That it has both the holy blood of Jesus and the blood or seed of Satan in its blood line. Okay? I'm just telling you who these people are. Who these people think they are. Who they really are. Who they really are. And what it is that they practice behind closed doors. Why it is they can't tell you all these things. Because if they did, then you would understand the truth of this world. You have to figure out where you fit in. You're going to realize God is real. Their God isn't, or the, the the one, you know, that they're serving is more real. You know, like, meaning, like, this is the one we should have been worried about. Yeah, so we could, yeah, this is the intricate plot. These are the traps. They're not going to tell you that. They just set up the world in such a way. And it's not by their own little mind. They all share a brain. And the brain that they share is the brain of their dark underlord serpentine feather, the devil. Okay? That's just what it is. It's like their fate. Their fate, is, as much as you want, is, is, is literally, they were destined for this. They were destined for this since their fall of the garden. And now this is what they've been doing it for centuries. The same way, like I said, this is a tale of two cities. On the other side, the side of light, the side of God, for thousands of years and centuries, you have people running been running for the Lord. Prophets and prophets of prophets, people that died and been martyred. And to this day, people are still going. And people in certain parts of the world are still being martyred for living the word of God. Okay, Still building up to the inevitable moment of truth, the day of the Lord, the final judgment when there's going to be whipping and gnashing of teeth and one is going to outdo the other, okay? And all of this is where we're going to, but you got to understand where you're going to come from because if you just think the Antichrist is going to pop up on this earth and just, hey, I'm the Antichrist, yeah, that's possible. But at the same time, please know that the devil got children running around. That's the biggest secret out here. That is the biggest thing out here. The devil is real. The devil wants your soul, he got children, he's running out of time, and for centuries they have been controlling and enslaving mankind or humans as far as God's children, trying to lead them astray all for the purpose of, of, of uh, uh, revenge. And f- for who? Satan. Why? Because he fell. Why? Because he wanted to be like God, thought he better than God, and he still believes that he can be God. Technically, he's still right now just a prince of this world, but he still wants it all. And you know how dumb Satan is, he still think he gonna win. And even if he knows he's not gonna win, he's still dumb enough to say, well, I'm gonna give it all that I got. And these are his children. Okay? Now, I wanted to go on to say... Let's see. Oh, there's more I wanted to read. Oh, there's a lot. It says, The bloodline is so extensive, talking about the 13th Merovingian, that uh, many brands of his membership includes many presidents of the United States, including George Bush and George Washington, which you have to believe that as well, because that's the other thing people don't seem to know about this country. Every single president that's ever taken seat and ran in this country has been related. And that's intentionally too, because you cannot, you can, it's a family thing even over here. And guess what? When they branched off from King George or whatever, they, when they was leaving England to come here... This, all this is is brethren it's just like one family that decided they had enough of pressure over here so they started another branch over here but if you're running this country from George Washington up until who you see is running this even Obama is not who you think he is the man the white the so-called white in him is related to the queen mother they all can go back to the queen mother the queen mother and all of them can all go back to 13 14,000 years ago can all go back to Babylonian somewhere all related very very sick stuff but, you know, at the end of the day, this is where you are. This is the truth of this world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It says, within the Illuminati rituals, they emphasize that the 13th bloodline, the 13th is the one they call the Holy Mary of June, the one they feel the Antichrist will come from. They say that the, they emphasize that the 13th bloodline is that they are the seed of Satan. And as their secret story goes, they are the direct descendants of Jesus' spiritual brother. Lucifer. Both the Freeman family and the Rothschild family have members who are also in the 13th. Now it just keeps going on. And in their mind, they don't think he's a dark look. In their mind, they think he's a beautiful angel of light. Whatever it is. They don't look at it. Whatever, the, whatever it is that we are taught to look at it like we're good and they're bad, that's how they look at themselves. We're good and the Christians are bad. And damn, it, they're bad, they need to be out of here. Our kingdom before their God's kingdom. This is what they believe. They are also into druidism. You you have to understand. Um they there they, there's um Irish Wizards. There's a lot of stuff. There's a high you ever see that movie? You all remember that movie with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp had a movie where um I'm looking up where he was a book collector. He was really good at what he did, and then he got called by um the Ninth Gate. Y'all know the Ninth Gate? The Ninth Gate, and the elite man called him. I think he had, he had one copy of the book. Maybe. But there was like nine copies, and only one copy of the book really had the real way to conjure up the devil. He didn't feel that the copy that he had was the real one, so he hired Johnny Depp and, and gave him as much money as he was going to need to come over. And Literally, he had to go to um big top politicians and parliament and, I mean, whoever, whoever people, the other eight people who had these books was really prominent elite people, maybe not of the 13 bloodlines, but they was like in government and and they were really big. Everybody lived in big mansions out in the woods somewhere, all kind of stuff. And eventually the whole point was the guy wanted to conjure up the devil well eventually he got the book and he conjured up all room but even even them you know they practice they're obsessed with occultism and this book that he had he knew was supposed to channel up something it wasn't working for him he went and hired somebody to help him find the book and eventually got the book you know but this is how they are on top it, this is this is this is this ain't your Ouija board this is bigger than your Ouija and your tarot all right let's talk about um what y'all don't what y'all don't know, what y'all okay? So it says this is the one I want to read. It says when Prince Charles married Lady Diana Spencer. It said Illuminati covens and other witchcraft covens in many countries knew that this was a very important occult marriage. The marriage was observed with great intent by these covens. Now it says here Prince Charles married a commoner, Lady Diana Spencer, right? But she wasn't that common. It says that her ancestry was not so common. Some of Princess Di's ancestors and kinsmen included fellow people like William Vincent Astor, which I just told you, Astor is one of those uh, 13 um, bloodlines. And they are named or they, they made up that name. Everybody had a different name. Whatever name they use now as the main name for the family, even though they still have surnames, is Astor after Astor and Astarte. Um, McG- George Bundy. Bundy, the ben- the Bundy line, and I'm not just talking about you know um, the Bundy that killed everybody, but Bundy is another one of the 12, 13, okay? But she also has uh, Mrs. Amelia Earhart Putnam. They said Putnams is of the Collins family, okay? And she has basically a couple people in her family that she was connected to, and it is even said that um an ancestor in her family used to work for the Queen's um, mines. I think mining, like either a, a family member who's a male, and at one point there was also an a, or, or a female or something that worked for the family many many years ago, like three four hundred years ago, and she had an inappropriate affair with one of the royals, and there was a child produced from there. Believe it or not, these royals, even when they have intramarital um uh, um relations with people that they know they're not going to make an heir to, because you know because of bloodline, I'm not allowed to marry you, kind of thing they will still figure out where, they will follow the child and figure out where it goes. They may not necessarily send money, and they may, but if they have a purpose for that child, because of DNA, it's all about DNA. They're going to know who you are. They know who you are better than you know who you are. It's probably because I've adopted out right now that's that probably growing up and don't even understand that there was um, a, pr- a fruit of, of some kind of union or whatever and don't know who they are, but one day they might call you in and tell you who you are, and they might need you somewhere, and they might put you somewhere, okay? Now, um, the other thing with Diana and Charles is they was related, what people don't seem to, really, to understand is the same thing with, um, um, what's her name, Harry? No, not Harry. William and his wife, they are related. I think the same thing with her. It was like somebody in their family back in the day, even though they had their own little money coming up and she wasn't, like, poor, but somebody in their family, somehow they're all connected and related. They still marrying within the family. It's just not obvious, uh, immediate family, and that's just a fact. You just got to look into it. You don't want to believe about these family collections, I know what to tell you. So we're going back here just pretty much say that... um. Uh... The last thing I wanted to say is, uh, <sighs> uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Mm-hmm. See, Prince Charles and them go all the way back to, um Prince Charles' family goes all the way back to Dracula. That's already been proven. Dr- Count Dracula, who's a real person. And Countess um Dracula, and also he's he's related to Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, I don't know how deep their roots were, and this is just as far as like American history, what we know here, and also a dark dark line and dark lineage. Vlad the Impaler, you know the the, the um the Countess blood. They want to drink blood. They drink blood. These type of people, they related to people that really lived in history that's like this. And so I just wanted to come back on here to just pretty much say the reason why we're going to revisit Nimrod, the spirit, and all of this, why we need to be thinking about it. And once again, remind everybody, not just what people are assuming, because I can't never, probably ever going to realize where is Cain's Cain's children, where is it? They all mixed in together over the years. Everyone that's supposed to go bad, astray, Esau, every single one of them, that's supposed to, every single one of them, I found a way to just, it's, it's, it's several. But they all got that Babylonian spirit. They all got that Babylonian spirit. Y'all got that Babylonian spirit. And I'm going to come back. I'm going to talk more about this. I'm going to go dig back into this book. You just got to put your pieces together to the puzzle. Because the Nimrod spirit is just coming back. They got to bring it back. This 13th planet. You know, if you want to know what other names of the families is, you should get the book. Again, I'm going to do book calls soon. Some of these books are expensive. I get it. But the names is Aster, Bundy. Well, the names they're using now, there was, there was original one. Even Lee. Lee is supposed to be a Chinese one. They're not all American. Rockefeller, Rothschild, Russell, 13th Holy Merovingian, Van Dunn, Krupp, Reynolds, DuPont. I mean, you know, and this is um them or whatever their names was when at least the time this, this book was getting. This book goes on to everything everything i really like this book i I haven't read it in a long time but i was watching a video trying to get back onto this nimrod thing and this antichrist thing because he have to come and this back again going into this thing where he satan has children it probably don't even have to be that he uh it probably don't even have to be that he uh manifests everything anything you know you gotta remember the movie like the omen or or um damien they used to call it with the little kid uh, he was adopted into a very political family, very dark, very satanic. Obviously, he was uh, a man of Satan, if not Satan himself, in the flesh. But he was born from young, raised to going to military school, all this kind of stuff. And eventually, if you go to the, all the ones from the 70s and stuff, he's supposed to eventually make it to become the president of the United States. You know what I'm saying? So some kind of a leader, some kind of a political leader kind of thing. So how, is he here already? Is he not here that all depends. I see, is see because there's some things the that he's going to manifest right away or not? Are they just going to conjure up the spirit into something? Because that's the other thing somebody was saying I was watching the video. Is that whatever, if they're going to put his consciousness or, or give him a vessel, because the Antichrist is going to need a vessel. You know, the, 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 the person that points to him and probably give him authority in a way is probably going to be the Pope because they're going to use the fake popes that these popes are now getting us into one world religion. The new popes are getting us into one world religion. I don't know if y'all know that, but you probably the one to point and say this is the one as far as this leader Okay, who's going to be bringing down fire from heaven. And if it's possible, he's going to uh fully elect. And this spirit, whatever, jump into this vessel. This vessel is going to have to be some kind of an abomination vessel, meaning it doesn't have the uh original soul of light from God because it was going to have you a vessel that you can't cast out. You can't exercise it. Even if it was a devil that you can't exercise and not even the most powerful saint could take it out. It would have to be one of those uh, things where the Holy Spirit couldn't even come into it to figure it out because it had to operate in that nature. And that's what it's going to be. And that's what it's going to be. And when we think about that, why would it happen? And why would they be so? Because, you know, people be like, well, why would they care? And why would they? And some of these some of these celebrities is related, too. Some of these celebrities is related, too. Tom Hanks is related to some people um, <coughs> and a lot of others. And it ain't every, ain't every one of them. And some of them just coming right off the street. And just getting into the industry like some of these rappers. It's not every one of them, you know, but you, you you got to understand why they control everything. Why is it that you're only allowed to come into the industry and be making so much money only if you do what we tell you to do? And it's now to the point they got them MK control or MK also control. They, they get tired because at the end of the day, a human is still a human. You got to be able to control them. You can't, you ain't got time to be trying to say they said yes and they're going to go say no. Too much on the line. You got them control. And all that's from the top. Because they need entertainers to distract us. They need football to distract us. Everything they pay everybody to be, you know, and, and to make us want more money and do things to make us dirty up our souls. and liable. All while we're not worrying about who they are, where they are, how far they are in the scheme of things. They could care less if we went to church today if we read the word of God, you know, kind of thing. And so on that note, <clears throat> um, I'm going to bow up out of here. But I hope I was able to at least clear up with the uh, Nama situation. And for some people who still wonder why, but didn't know, what makes them, might be struggling with it because that's they because they because they are related to the devil himself, child. This is what it is. You know, some people is writing about these things. They learn about these. There's some dark, wicked, satanic, occult people out here. They are descended from a lot of bloodline that all somehow stemmed from the devil. I wouldn't be surprised how much. Uh, how much bloodline is, you know, not just Eve, you know, could you imagine if he ever manifested himself or other one, you know, the fallen is making babies too. their offspring. It's a lot going on down here. And on that note, you all um, love you. Keep reading. Stay woke. I'll see you all next time here on Who's on the Lord's Side.